Hi, and welcome to Waking Up Razzle Dazzle, the podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about semantics and labels and words for describing um, the choice to leave alcohol out of your life. So there's a lot of words that people throw around to describe this. Um, sober, sobriety, recovery, um, recovering alcoholic, one of my least favorites. Um, and, you know, I've struggled a lot with this. I've been alcohol, uh, not going to say alcohol free, because that's not entirely true for me, but I took alcohol out of the driver's seat um, about three and a half years ago. And I've used a lot of these terms to describe my own journey off and on. And, and um, you know, I never really felt comfortable with calling myself sober. You can hear more about that in my origin story episode, Finding the Razzle Dazzle. And um, that's kind of where the term razzle dazzle came from is instead of sober. But um, I wanted to talk today specifically about recovery. So recovery is a word that I've used often to describe my journey away from alcohol because it's universally recognized as this term for the stage of life one enters after quitting an addiction. It is a term that implies a convalescence. You were sick, you were an addict, now you are recovering. Yet this word was born out of society's assumption that alcoholism or addiction is an incurable disease, that I am doomed to spend the rest of my life trying to outpace. This phrase, in recovery, is used very often, and it implies that this is an ongoing process, one that is going to define every aspect of my existence from here on out. So when I first began this process of liberating myself from alcohol abuse, I liked that camaraderie that came with the identity. Oh, you're in recovery? I'm in recovery too. Meet my friend so-and-so. She's also in recovery. And there we would be, the three of us, connected by this eternal state of overcoming, defined by our past dalliances, and side-eyeing each other to make sure none of us slipped. I recently heard the AA idiom, your disease is outside doing push-ups. This is a warning meant to frighten us recovering alcoholics into constant vigilance. Never let your guard down and forget you have an alcohol problem or else it will sneak up and pummel you back down into the gutter. It seems like good advice to a fragile addict, right? Someone who's struggling to keep sober one day at a time, they need to stay vigilant. But if you read between these lines, you'll see how this thinking keeps us bound to the addiction. This message is subliminally convincing us that we can't trust ourselves. You will never be able to live a life without alcohol in it. You must always think about alcohol, even though you're no longer drinking it. That just doesn't sit right with me. So I've been in training with Annie Grace's This Naked Mind Institute to become a recovery coach. And I will be certified by the end of August and start doing one-on-one personal coaching to help people 
who are looking to change their relationship with alcohol. And one of my colleagues in my This Naked Mind Institute training call the other day said that she had used the 12 steps of Alcoholics Anonymous, AA, to stay sober for nine years while her kids were younger and growing up. And she had followed this program resolutely through this time. However, she says she never felt free from her addiction. Alcohol, she said, even though I wasn't drinking, was in my head all the time. It was the most important thing in my life. Wow. She said it wasn't until she read Annie Grace's book, This Naked Mind, and applied these tactics that she was able to change her subconscious thought patterns and feel liberated from alcohol. Wow, nine years, and it's what she thought about all the time, even though it never crossed her lips. Yeah, that sounds like a ball and chain. So I think it's this daily attachment to the idea of recovering and, and this belief that we're never going to achieve it that has recently given me real pause about using this word recovery um, applying to me and even to this to my coaching, a recovery coach. This in, right, in recovery identity, it doesn't really fit me because I don't feel like I'm convalescing. I'm not worried about drinking. I'm not worried about triggers. I'm not worried about sliding off the cliff back into addiction. I have completely shifted my paradigm, my subconscious mind, from abstaining to just living beyond drinking. It's a non-issue for me. I mean, honestly, I kind of feel like I have, quote, recovered. Now, don't get me wrong. There was definitely a period of time in my emerging sobriety when I first began to remove alcohol, where recovering was an accurate description of what I was doing. I felt very raw and very new. I was facing the underlying issues behind my desire to drink and many buried traumas were rising to the surface. I was a convalescent. And I think that that first year alcohol-free give or take, depending on the extent of your addiction or abuse, can definitely be considered a period of recovery. This is a time to be very gentle with yourself and put your new sobriety ahead of everything else before beating yourself up over sugar or caffeine or worrying about hurting people's feelings by turning down boozy social engagement. Even so, as the heavy veil of alcohol abuse is lifted, you begin to discover these unique pieces of yourself that were long forgotten. In a great twist on this tired word, in recovery, Holly Whitaker, the author of Quit Like a Woman, who, which if you haven't read it, oh, it is a must read for anybody that is sober or sober curious. She calls the phrase active recovery of self. I rediscovered my love for yoga and biking. I rediscovered all these things about myself. So it is three years and counting since I began this process of divorcing myself from alcohol. And I can say now with confidence that I am no longer in a state of recovery, but have moved into this marvelous state of discovery. But, you know, it isn't all living room dance parties and howling at the moon. 
I am uncovering layers of past trauma that have settled deep under my skin. These are things I thought I had dealt with years ago, but really maybe I'd shoved them down deep enough, hoping that I would never find them again. And I'm also facing long-held beliefs that have subconsciously been directing my behavior for years. But with each new discovery, I'm unearthing a buried treasure within myself, a piece of the puzzle that shapes who I am and how I view the world. I genuinely enjoy this process of rediscovering and recovering myself. My work is nowhere near being done. There's so much more growth and personal development in store. And you know, it may, it may not be done for a while. I feel like I'm entering a new phase change though, to borrow a metaphor from science. When I was actively drinking, I was in a gaseous phase, expanding and dissipating to take the shape of my container. I was see-through and formless. Then when I finally quit for good, I became liquid, more substantial. I was finding flow and direction. And now I am becoming solid. I am knowing myself fully and creating my own space in this world. If you're curious about what your life might look like if you reduce your alcohol use, stay tuned to this podcast and check out my blog at wakingupraszzledazzle.com. So as I said, I am working to become a certified This Naked Mind coach, specializing in helping women find empowerment and freedom from alcohol. Full details coming soon, so stay tuned. Thanks for listening.